This episode of Auto Dealer Live is brought to you by Flick Fusion. Which camera am I looking at? That's right. It's that time again. Oh, it live. is time for Auto Dealer Live. It snuck up on me. Yeah, it did sneak up. It, sneak up. it snuck up on me, too. It sneaked up on me. There's two here. What's it? They're both lit up. What am I supposed to do? There's two cameras pointed at me. See, we start learning about what we're supposed to do after we go live. So yeah. it's a pretty cool thing. So it's Auto Dealer Live. It is Thursday, and we are excited to be here. I'm Chris Fritcher. This is Mr. Dave Cribs. And, and hey, we're missing a couple of our, our regulars. We've got Joe Calla, who's uh, in the uh, sales room right now talking with dealers, and is, uh, with uh, also Dave Villa as well. Obviously, he's missing from the show today. But, hey, it's going to be a great show. We've got four incredible guests uh, we've got three uh, Dodge Chrysler Jeep guys that are going to gang up on a Honda guy, I think, or something like that. <laughs> so. Could be all-out war, brother. <laughs> I'm, yep. I'm excited about today's show because today we're going to talk a little bit about what's working. And, you know, there are dealers out there this month that are killing it. They've killed it all year. And then there's other dealers that probably aren't killing it, that that you know, are sitting there trying to figure out what's the secret sauce that some of these other guys are, on, are are having success with. So today we're going to talk a little bit about that and talk about what's working in these other stores. And what's unique about today's show is we got, from a general manager's perspective, a general sales manager's perspective, a BDC director's perspective, and a salesman's perspective, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, that is cool. In fact, that's one of the things that's cool about Auto Dealer Live is just the diversity of the positions. We get that perspective from each uh, point in the dealership. The other thing that's super cool is, like you mentioned, Chris, you know, we, we are very fortunate in that we have the luxury of communicating with dealers all over the country, not just on the show, but also uh, through how we assist dealers and help them grow their business outside of the studio. So the thing is, is that, you know, uh, again, I, I kind of went through what you just said. This past week, I spoke to dealers that were you know that were up there were some incredible numbers actually with a couple of dealers that I spoke to and then I spoke to some others that man we're we're man we're we're sucking wind I mean we're, we're really struggling here I don't know what's happening in the marketplace but we're missing something and, and of course there's going to be differences in you know markets because again we are talking to dealers all over the country but today I think this will hit home because whether you're doing something that's you know showing increase which we'll be talking about or something that you feel is falling off or something you feel is going to be the next thing that's going to make a difference in your dealership. We're going to be talking to dealers about that today. Um, so the, um, go ahead. the other great thing about that is, you know, we're all assuming it has something to do with advertising and it might not be. I mean, we don't know. We haven't oh, asked this question. Percent. I mean, it could be something. And I wanted to bring this up. So yesterday I ordered uh, Uber Eats. OK. And this really nice young lady, she dropped off my food. To me and my wife and she had a kit kat attached to this which my daughter stole um and it says enjoy i appreciate your tip because we pre-tipped which shocked me by the way because i couldn't believe that he would actually tip no no go ahead i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry go ahead sorry about that but but it worked because i went back into the app and actually tipped her more money even though we had already pre-tipped because she did this I, th I thought that was cool yeah it's and, and the funny thing is what you know how much effort or cost was that really for her and look at the return, right? Right. I mean, it basically increased your tip like 20%, I think, or yeah, maybe more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, we keep we talk a lot about, in fact, maybe it's almost overused now. It seems cliche about the customer experience, right? Uh, we talk about that, you know, and I, I think that, you know, our opportunity is that, you know, we're, we're you know, as, as I've mentioned before, and I heard this many years ago, and it just kind of stuck. I, I heard it from the great Jackie B. Cooper, but we're selling to a passing parade, right? Mm -hmm. So... We know what we're going to experience pretty much uh, every day, uh, what it looks like at our store. But for the customer, it's, the, it's, it's a one-time deal or once every couple years or whatever the case may be. You know, we just go out and we wait on the next customer sometimes and we get caught in that, that routine. But creating something that's going to actually, you know, uh, not only get the customer's attention, but actually have them feel special. And, and, and you know, uh, so that's what that did right there yeah. uh, with almost no effort. And it's it's amazing. We can get very creative uh, in the dealership. And, and that's one of the cool things about Auto Dealer Live, by the way, is we get to see people that have done some really creative things like the wrapping and, you know, not not wrapping a car. Well, we've done we've seen uh, people we've do seen that, too. Yeah. But wrapping, you know, the video wrapping, all that stuff, these 
out-of-the-box things that you know make a difference uh, in your store uh, experience. So before we go there, though, I want to talk about, you know, we were, we were in a store yesterday, um, Billy Malone, who, mm -hmm. who's also part of our, our group here. Um, you know, Billy Malone was a, a, a service advisor, service uh, manager, uh, parts manager, all that. And yesterday we were in a store and, and uh, we kind of visited that area of the store. And, um, and one of the things that we got in a conversation about with the general manager at that location was the fact that, you know, the service advisors there, they didn't necessarily come in to that line of work or that job opportunity with the idea that, hey, I'm, I want to be in sales, right? Mm -hmm. Unlike, you know, the, the, the new car department or the used car department were, or, or even the internet, we might have someone that comes in like, yeah, I want, you know, I think I could do well selling. I'm going to, you know, apply for a job here. As, as a salesperson or whatnot, or we reach out to people, track people, but the service writer is not always uh, thinking that that job is necessarily a sales job. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I yeah. agree with you. Um, and yet, and yet, that's probably the area of the dealership where they see the most opportunity to sell things, right? And upsell. Yeah. So, um, so it's anyway. the one area where they literally touch almost everybody that comes through the door in a in an opportunity to sell. You know, after the fact. Right, exactly. And we focus a lot on the front end of the store because it's just top of mind and it's kind of the sexier uh, area, I would say, than, than necessarily the service department, right? But the gold mine is sitting there in the service department. And, you know, one of the things, and, and actually we have, uh, Lou just pointed out to me, we actually have on our screen um, uh, the site for Jeff Cowan's Pro Talk, uh, which basically ties right into what we're talking about right now because he is the leading authority. Uh, when it comes to uh, training those service advisors, advisors and service writers on the opportunity. And it's not just about brushing them up on their sales skills, but it's an actual process. Just like in the front of the store, we have a sales process and we don't skip steps. Mm -hmm. Well, if you don't have this in place in your dealership in the service drive, my gosh, the opportunities that you're missing. And when we start looking at the numbers in the service area and the opportunity and how easy it is to tweak it with Jeff Cowan's Pro Talk, when we really start looking at the numbers and the results, it's staggering. I mean, staggering. If yeah, I'm a yeah. dealer, I'm going to reach out and find out what's making this different. How is he moving the needle? Yeah, it's like, what, and I could be wrong, but I, I, it's like $100,000 per uh, advisor, right? Uh, I, think it's, I think it's higher than that. I think uh, we were looking at, it's about hundred and fifty grand a, a year that um, about 150 grand a year for each service advisor, or it might be a month. It was staggering. I can't, I can't remember now, but let's go back and look um, at Joe Cowan's Pro Talk. Uh, we've got the link up on the screen. Make sure that you uh, visit him. So, you know, we're going to get into uh, our, our topic today, but we're going to ask you to share, like, and share the show. Are we giving some stuff away today, Lou? Sure. Tell us about it, brother. Oh, okay. Actually, right here, we got it. Uh, Auto Dealer Live hoodie, Auto Dealer Live long sleeve t-shirt, and one Leader Be Lunch book signed uh, by best-selling author uh, David Villa. So we'll give those away. Just like and share the show, and we're going to take a quick break. You ready to go to commercial, Lou? Um, yeah, we can go to commercial break. Um, no, let's do okay. that afterwards. We'll All be right. back right after the short, short break. See you in a minute. Often get asked about success stories. These are just a few of our most recent favorites. Mr. Villa, Mike Young here, Thurston Auto Plaza, Ukiah, California. Hey, I'm calling just to let you know that uh, three months following your training, uh, I was able to achieve level three sales status, 45 units in 90 days. First time that I've achieved that in my career. Flying high, like you said, never the same, man. I cannot thank you enough, your training. Seriously, change me, man. David, I would like to go ahead and let you know, after 30 years in the car business, there's been very few people who have motivated me to want to go ahead and train more. And I would like to go ahead and say that I would personally come work for you and do and follow you in any sales process that was ever open or any opportunity. Thank you very much years. for bringing it, and I've been doing it for 30 years, and I really find what you do in front of the camera very motivating. Thank you. Charles Fresca. He's been here five years. I've been here for three months. Charles Fresca has been 12 to 14 car guy. I set him down and we've been doing some one-on-ones and we went through Own the Phone. We went through the Growth 101 and we went through the new car training. And Charles is not a new guy. Mm -hmm. Charles is an old guy that's skipping steps, putting back on the basics. Went through yep. it. Last month, Charles did 22 cars. Come on. 
That's right, we're back. It's time for Auto Dealer Live. We got a jam-packed show for you. And um, this is really strange. Um, so Michael Engel was uh, supposed to be on the show. We just got a text a few minutes ago that uh, one of his sales managers actually um, may be having a stroke on the floor, so he's not going to join us. So if you could, just uh, keep uh, him and his sales manager in your prayers. Hopefully everything will be okay. So he won't be joining us for um, for this today, but we have other awesome guests here. So we do have amazing guests. As a matter of fact, we've got Jeff Baker. He's the general sales manager at Benton Baker Honda. We've got uh, new and pre-owned cars sales consultant at South County Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Mr. Jeff Taylor. And we've got Michael Chorba, BDC director at South County Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. So I want to welcome everyone to the show. Uh, you guys are, I'm kind of doing it all at once, so you guys can uh, just jump in and say hello. But hey, welcome to the show, Michael, Jeff, and Jeff. Thanks for having us. This is Jeff Baker. Absolutely, absolutely. So hey, you know, what we're really talking about today is, you know, before before we open our, during our opener, we were talking a little bit about, you know, uh, dealers being kind of, you know, up in sales and down in sales. Uh, we're seeing some inconsistency um, with dealers that we're talking to, but the bottom line is, you know, um, how do we move the needle up and what's really working out there? So, you know, I want to go, uh, kind of start the conversation with Jeff Baker, GSM at Benton, uh, Baker Honda. And, um, you know, the, I guess what I would ask Jeff is, you know, if you have had an increase over the time that you've been there, um, you know, what would you attribute it to? What would you say right now is maybe the one thing that you can't live without that you know is making a difference in your store? So, yeah, I've been in this store for uh, 60 days, and our growth has been really, really good. And I think a lot of it is just because of changing the mindset. The previous managers they've had in this uh, building were just old school. And... Um, you know, I came in with some more energy, more uh, motivation and positivity, um, sticking to a process as far as desking the deals. But, I mean, our our growth is, is through the roof right now, and a lot of it has to do with just um, just different energy, I, I think, is what's all I can attribute to is energy and process. And I learned a long time ago that there's three things in this business that really make it successful, and that's people, process, and, and inventory. And so that's kind of where I focus all of my energy on. So talk a little bit about that. So you, you said they were um, kind of old school. What, what exactly do you mean that mean by that for the audience? Well, I guess old school, I mean, kind of wild west. Like everybody just kind of did their own thing. They didn't have a good process for desking deals. Mm -hmm. um, if a guy came in and said, hey, I need numbers on this car, there was no accountability as, like, uh, as to, okay, are they in the CRM? Put them in the CRM. Follow the process. Put them in the CRM. Bring me the worksheet. I'll dust the deal. Do they have a trade? I mean, did you go on a demo and just stick into a process? Not necessarily a road to the sale because you can't, I don't think in today's day and age, you can do that cut and dry. Mm -hmm. um, but you still have to have a, a system that gets them, gets everything going. So we have all the proper information so we can dust the deal properly and, and appraise the car properly and, and, you know, get all the facts and everything. And I think it's just, I don't know, it sounds very simple, but that's what I've noticed. Um, I've been in a unique position last, this last year. I worked in three stores, and every one of them it was just coming in with that type of a mindset, and I made gains in every one of them. That's so, awesome. Um, yeah. Well, you know, Jeff, first of all, congratulations for the uptick. I mean, you've been there 60 days. You're moving the needle already, and you just talked about, uh, you know, what you felt uh, you would attribute it to. And I kind of want to stay on that for a moment because I think, that's, I think that there's something going on in the car business. I mean, there's no question that, you know, the car business and the process and the consumer buying uh, habits and, and the way that they're kind of now spoiled by other uh, companies that are kind of driving this, this change in the way that we uh, consume and buy and spend. Um, you know, I, I think that there's uh, the evolution of it moving so quickly. I think, quite frankly, those who are younger that haven't maybe been in the business for, you know, 20 or 30 years, um, they can adapt quicker and, and, and kind of uh, move things a little bit differently, which maybe is more effective in today's market. So I want to talk about that just for a moment. Is there a changing of the guard? Let's go to, uh, let's go to Michael uh, Chorba. 
And, uh, you know, I want you to weigh in and maybe just talk about that for a moment. What, what have you seen in the car business? First of all, as a BDC uh, director, um, your interaction kind of is, is, is all over the place with uh, not only your team, but obviously the, the sales department uh, and everywhere else. But um, what have you seen and what are your thoughts on the changing of the guard or the difference of the old school, school new school and what's working? Well, you know, I, I think that you still get a nice, healthy mix of customers. I mean, at least that's what we see here. But what we need to understand and, and kind of what uh, some of the changes I've been doing is, you know, this, this newer generation, these, these up-and-coming buyers, these young buyers are social media driven. They're, they're, you know, let's read the ad, let's see this, let's see that. So you really have to put it to them how, how they want it. And I think that that is the biggest thing we can do is making sure the consumer is getting all of this put to them how they want it. So, yeah, I mean, I think that social media is huge nowadays. I think video is huge nowadays. I mean, if you can't adapt to where you can effectively run uh, through Facebook and communicate with your customers that way and through Instagram that way, um, and, and if you're not comfortable in front of a camera, you know, just shooting a little 30-second video, I, I really, truly think you're missing out. And I definitely see with, with the younger generation, and I, I classify myself in that as well. I've, I haven't been in the car business that long, and uh, that was something I adapted to right away. I had never been in front of a camera before, never thought about being in front of a camera before, and uh, now that's that's my daily routine, even as a BBC director. I mean, get out there on Facebook and just talk to people. That's that's what they want. They want information. So so give it to them how they want it. And social media is hot right now. Yeah, that's a great point. And, you know, I want to go to uh, Jeff Taylor. You know, uh, Jeff, you're in the position of s being on the floor, selling, selling new and used cars. And, you know, we're, we, you know, we kind of have been speaking about uh, from a, maybe a, a, a bigger uh, picture uh, as a dealer or corporately. But let's break it down to individually, because, you know, if you don't sell, then you're not going to be successful on an individual level. So uh, let's talk about that for a moment. First of all, maybe talk about uh, what your thoughts are on the old school, new school, or changing of the guard. And then secondly, as an individual salesperson, what do you feel is maybe the one thing that you're doing as a salesperson that's helping you move the needle? Go ahead. Well, I mean, I've actually been in the car business for going on six years now. I've been with the dealership for the entire time of my sales experience. And then within that time, just like any dealership, you're going to go through a lot of changes. You'll go through changes of general managers, sales managers, uh, you know, uh, even service managers. <laughs> so it seems like I've seen a lot of it. I've seen the new school. I've seen the old school. I've seen a lot of a mix in between. Um, I, I think that there's still a lot of great old school practices. Um, and I think that there's a lot of things that, you know, you can mix in with the new school stuff, such as, you know, I mean, one of my uh, favorite things that one of my sales managers always said, you know, is always try to always try to ask the customer to buy a sticker. You know, always try to see where you can get at so you can hold them up close. I feel like that's kind of an old school thing. Um, whereas, like these days, a lot of a lot of times you'll find you got internet shoppers and they know so much more about the market than what you could ever even imagine. In certain cases, you'll have sometimes a customer come in know more about. A car because they've been searching that car out they know everything they know uh, everything there is to know about that car so it, and they know the price they know where they can go to get a certain price you know so as far as those old school new school practices I think it's important that at the end of the day you're creating something that brings people to the dealership um, and one thing that I think that we've tried to do so much of is just reaching out into the community um, trying something new with the community and uh, trying to be a part of car shows, trying to be part of trunk or treat, trying to be part of charities. And all these different things has been kind of helping bring more customers towards us. So as far as like the old school, new school thing, you know, it, it's if you run if you run a good marketing campaign for yourself and you brand yourself and you do it right, I, I think that you can bring the customers in, they can get them to like you. And you can build a relationship off of that, and that's really what's going to help, I think, drive certain markets moving forward, um, like Mike was saying with uh, social media and Facebook. So um, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Good stuff. I mean, 
I would I would like to go back to to JB since we got two we got two, uh, two Jeffs. Jeffs. We, got Jeff. we got JT and we got JB. So I want to go back to JB for um, a moment here. Um, let me. I want to get a little bit more specific into what's driving traffic in in, in a store because, you know, you talked about that um, you haven't been in the store very long, correct? And and uh, it, right. for you, it's basically just going back to the really the the basics and getting to a sales process, which I I think lots of times when new people come in, that's one of the things that's kind of overlooked. It's especially a new general manager. Sometimes they it's all about you know we got to spend here and spend here to get people in the door. But problem is, what do you do with them once they get there? And so I I love the mindset of let's get back to and focus on what we do when the person walks in the door. But what are you guys doing that's working to get people in? Because there's an we have an audience out there that um, we have an audience that's killing it, and then we have another audience that that may be struggling. What is the one tip that you could give them outside of the process, but maybe to actually get people in the showroom? So, you know, that's something that is always the elephant in the room, right? And uh, <laughs> as far as advertising and stuff, and we've cut our third party advertisers down to to just one, and I won't mention who it is, but we just basically went down to one. Um, which at first I thought, that's stupid, but our business is up and our growth is up. And what we're really focused on is, I mean, the service aisle. And we're working on service and uh, appraising every car that comes through there. So if we can increase our RO count, you know, go after, we're an import store, we're a Honda store, and we got a Hyundai uh, store right next door, and I'm kind of nestled in between. But if we can go after everybody else's cars uh, imports in the area i've got more ro's i got more cars to appraise uh, acquisition is a big thing obviously the people that make all the money in this business are the auctions so um we're kind of doing that we're doing big campaigns uh on iheart and stuff like that for conquest and uh and just trying to fill the service aisle so we can appraise the cars we have a good story to tell the next customer about the car um and that's kind of the direction we've taken lately in our in our marketing, and it's working. Um, you know, our, again, our this will be probably our second largest month this year, wow. which it should be. March and August are usually our biggest months. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to recognize you, Jeff. Uh, we already know that you're up in sales, but obviously that that is not only uh, a reason, but to just to have the the wherewithal and the foresight to go, hey you know, here's what we have. We have a tool here, a resource in our service drive, and here's our situation. Here's what is surrounding us. And it's a huge opportunity. I mean, I think that, you know, uh, that's one thing that not only you deserve recognition for, but if I'm a dealer and I'm listening, I'm looking at, hey, how can I leverage that? How can I get back there and figure something out to add more revenue and obviously more sales? We talked a little bit on the opener about uh, the revenue for a service rider, but the sales opportunity is huge in a store uh, that's not uh, maybe necessarily focusing on that area as much. Um, you know, you already have that audience. So uh, real quick, though, um, I've got something special kind of for our viewers because we uh, we didn't have uh, Dave Villa on the show opening up with us earlier. And as I mentioned, uh, he was in the sales room uh, getting some things done with dealers um, in different parts of the country. And we want to bring him on live. We have him oh, here wow. for a moment. And uh, we have, uh, yeah, his audio is live. So uh, just forgive him because he just asked if we were live. So he'll be on in just one second. Um, and maybe he'll have a question uh, for uh, – those of you that are on as well. Uh, Dave Villa, you're with hey, what's us. what's up, Dave? I am, man. What's up, guys? Hey, go ahead. Hey, we're, we're talking hey. We're talking to three different dealers around the country, as you know, Dave. And today we were talking about, you know, what's really moving the needle in dealerships more specifically. And we've gotten into some of those things. But I want to give you an opportunity to speak. Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, guys, I miss being on the show today. I'm only about 25 feet away from you guys. But, um, you know, I'm out here in Matias getting a little bit of a view of what we're doing. This is where I am right here. And I'm actually taking TOs and trying to work deals, man, because we got a month to close out. So I, I made that decision at the last minute. But what are you guys talking about, man? So what's going on? Who do you, who, what's what's well, hot on the show today? Well, we're actually talking about what what's actually working in, in uh, the, each individual dealership from a, from a sales uh, manager position, from a, um, a general manager's position, and a um, uh, BDC director's position. What actually is working as far as getting people into the showroom? So that's that's been the topic. And well, Go ahead. You know something, man? It's, 
to, to, and I know we have some great people on. I know Jeff Baker's on, and there's a lot of good guys that can actually weigh in on that. But I'll say this, talking to dealers over the last week, week and a half, today, yesterday, um, I'm hearing dealers talk more about that, especially on our training side. When we're talking to, uh, you know, general managers, they're saying, man, I have a thousand leads stacked up, you know, that my guys aren't getting to. And so, you know, I think that there's a, I think that there's a, a very big dilemma in the auto industry right now that, you know, how do we get these leads and these customers in the door? And I'm going to tell you something. I actually, the more I look at this, I think it's an art and I think that it can be trained, but I think that there's some hammers in the business that really, you know, know how to do it a special way. I don't know. Cribs, what do you think? Well, you know, it's funny because we were going to get into that conversation. We were kind of headed that direction. We were talking about the old school, the new school. Then we started talking about, um, you know, is it is it really a great idea to use the old practices of trying to start at window sticker uh, when maybe that's not as effective in today's market with all the information consumers have and the way they're shopping. But but uh, I want to go back to that for a minute because I think you keyed in on something there, Dave. Um, I was actually going to pose the challenge uh, of the fact that, you know, I, I think there's a good mixture of what we can do here. I obviously think we need to recognize and understand what's happening in the marketplace and the way people respond. But I also think that we've done an injustice uh, in a sense with a lot of the people who have come into the business in recent years by not exposing them to um, pretty intensive training on how to negotiate. Because even if a consumer is coming in on, uh, you know, a a low price deal, whatever, actually it's even more reason to understand how to negotiate. But when there's a trade involved or there's maybe some financial terms or something that's gonna adjust that situation a little bit, uh, maybe it's cash down. I think we've almost lost the art of being able to not only ask for cash down, um, mm -hmm. but go for cash down because we know it's gonna make a difference in the deal. So can I, ask, can I ask that question? Yeah. I'm going to jump yeah, go off ahead. here in a minute. I go just ahead. wanted to say hi because I really miss being with the automotive family today, man. And again, I made that decision at the last minute, but you know, business calls. So Jeff, let me ask you, Jeff's one of my favorite people in the world. I love Jeff. Um, just great car guy all around. Had the chance to spend some time with him in Orlando uh, last year. Jeff, what do you think about this? I mean, when it comes down to getting these folks in the door, I mean, we all, every manufacturer, every OEM, every dealership has what makes them special. They have something that, you know, gives them the edge. But in my experience, a lot of times people don't know how to use that. If they know what it is, they don't know how to use it. What's your experience, Jeff? Yeah, same thing. And I think I just mentioned before you got online, David, that, uh, you know, we're trying to get them all in through, or not all, but take a big increase in our service drive mm -hmm. and, and doing some conquests there and getting other imports into the, the service drive so that we have more cars to appraise mm -hmm. and i know that if i could take a car in on trade and sell them a new car sell them that sell that used car plus what i made on the ro i'm looking at five grand total picture mm -hmm. so you know i'm just trying that's that's where we're focusing our energy is trying to get them through the service aisle and appraising every car that comes in whether they bought here or they didn't that's good and uh advertising we can all race to the bottom we know that i use the auto for my my um pricing and um on pre-owned cars, we know we can drop, drop, drop to get them in here. And sometimes you have to do that, you know, but I'm hoping I get trade pay, fresh units, make some money. We make more money on fresh units. Um, so, yeah, is that, my two cents on that, Dave. Is one, did one of you guys, last question, Cribs and Chris, and I'll throw it back to you. Well, somebody else is on. I know we have a, I know we have a couple of other hammers on the phone. One of you guys want to weigh in on that. Maybe you've got, a, maybe you've got an idea on something that is practical and teachable that every single person right now that's in contact with leads that's listening could immediately use and apply, no matter what their skill set. I mean, they don't have to be like some guru, some hammer, right? But you got a guy or girl that can apply something immediately. What's one thing, what's one tip that you guys can throw out there that someone can apply today to even help them close out their month strong in the next week and a half? Yeah, and let's start with Michael on that, Michael Chorba. So, yeah, I, I think this is all great. Um, I mean, building value in yourself. Obviously, you know, just like Jeff said, we can all race to the bottom. We can all advertise at the bottom. But remember what you're selling. You're not just selling somebody a piece of metal, something to get them from A to B. You're selling them yourself. So that is my advice to everybody out there today listening is remember, build value not only in the vehicle, but build value in yourself. Stand strong on that. Make sure they understand 
what they're getting with the purchase of a car. And, you know, that's where a lot of, of mine and Jeff Taylor's success came from is when we built our brand, we wanted people to understand that there really was true value they got aside from just a vehicle or a great deal. They, they've got two people here that have their back that will, you know, answer our phones any time of day or night. And not everybody's willing to do that, but that's just what we do. So, again, that's how we built value with them. So, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. Build value in yourself. Good, good stuff. Yeah, let's go Let's go over to uh, to Jeff Taylor. You know, Jeff, uh, and, and maybe this is where we've come in this business is, you know, because of uh, all of the uh, competition and, and all of the information out there, and, and it does seem to be oftentimes a race to the bottom, right? And, and we're starting out, especially in new cars, with virtually uh, no profit built in the front end, um, at least in the beginning, uh, oftentimes. Um, it, has it become more of a competition of who can really serve the customer the best? I mean, is that really it? I mean, because now, obviously, uh, you know, we want to build value and hold gross, but is it, is, it, is it really switched more into the mode of just who's going to service the best? Uh, I mean, it seems that way to a certain extent when you when you think about it on the outside, but when it really comes down to it, and I think that everybody in the car business knows this, your best opportunities, your best growth, your best deals always come from referrals. And, you know, it, during the last year in 2018, toward the end of it, we took a small dip in our sales. And the, and the nice thing about what Mike and I had going on at those times were is that we had such great repeat and uh, referrals going on that that's actually what kept us afloat for uh, several months you know we were trying to bring in um, new online leads and we were finding out that it seemed like uh, digital advertising with uh, carvanas and stuff like that were kind of starting to take the world by storm so um it seemed like our online leads were starting to drop off and we were actually picking up more and the referral end. and and i think that's really where a lot of our growth and potential had actually come from uh with that yeah yeah thank you and you know i want to go back to jeff baker for, for a moment because you know as i was sitting here thinking about what dave villa chimed in on and kind of the you know i, I know i maybe stuck a little bit on the the changes in the business with uh with with you know uh, kind of where we're going um you know, I was recently in a store not long ago, and I was working with a salesperson who had been, you know, in the business uh, for a little under six months, and uh, but in a pretty successful store. And I spent some one-on-one -on time with them and kind of walked through some different scenarios and things like that. And one of the things, though, that I was really, really surprised by was not only how many things that were a revelation to this salesperson, just little things uh, in, in helping them, you know, along the way in a process with the customer. Um, and I was thinking to myself when I left, like, how could, how could they not have been exposed to that already? Like, how could they not know? And, and, and they've, you know, been selling cars, you know, they had some pretty good numbers actually, but it was like, um, when I, when I left, um, you know, it, it seemed like they felt like they were, were empowered with all this new knowledge. And I'm not patting myself on the back. It's quite the contrary. I was thinking, you know, how, how could these simple things that I take for granted have been such a big deal and how could they have been missing? So maybe speak to that, Jeff. I mean, are we, are we, are we, you know, maybe, um, doing a disservice by not, uh, focusing more on sales techniques and, and as we as we strive towards this uh, you know no pressure type of deal and 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 by the way everything that 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 uh, was covered uh, none of it was a high pressure tactic but go ahead and I'll get your opinion Jeff yeah so I don't believe in high pressure at all I've been doing this for 20 years and, and I've never uh, applied pressure you know uncomfortable pressure I don't believe in that at all I don't think you have to exactly I think if you're genuine and uh, have, you know, part of our job is being an actor, right? When we're selling cars, we're acting a bit. And, and it's how you um, use your words and your body language and everything else to get your point across. And I think going back to what you said about selling a, a newbie or somebody that maybe never heard anything, it was kind of a revelation, but it was simple for you. I, I encounter that every now and again, and it's, it's I love watching that light bulb go off. Mm -hmm. Giving somebody, giving a salesperson a, a little nugget, and they're going, oh, wow. Now that's nice. That's a good little piece of information, and I and that's that's I like that. And uh, what that just tells me is that 
you know, they haven't been around enough to, to pick up on it. Number one, number two, they weren't trained properly. Because if you go through the proper training, you're going to pick up on those nuggets. Okay, you should in your training. They're going to come up. I mean, if you have interactive training where the salespeople get to ask questions, real-world questions like a customer has asked them before, and they know how to answer it, and we answer it the right way, um, they're going to pick up on it. So a lot of that goes right back to training. Good yeah, point. yeah, that is a great point. And, um, you know, I'm going to kind of take the con- – did you have anything you want to weigh in on there, Chris? Oh, I know that no, we, we've been you know, kind of going around. With you and Jeff you know, talk about being in store, it, rem- it reminds me of a long time ago, too long ago, um, that, you know, I, I had a situation where I was brought in to, to, with another team to help uh, turn around a store. And they brought me and another person in and kind of worked us in finance and then – before they blew out the sales managers and they wanted to make sure that they really did have a process issue, which they did. My first night there, the, they had a new salesperson who had only been selling cars for a, a week and a half or two weeks, um, on the floor by himself, brings a deal to the sales desk and says, I have a person on a particular car out here. The sales manager's response was, what's the model number? And so he gets the model number and I kid you not, he turns around, grabs an invoice book, rips the invoice out, circles the invoice price and says, we'll sell it $200 below that. Go close them. And I'm like, what? And I literally went and grabbed that poor kid by the arm. I said, put that down. I'll go help close your customer. Let's go talk to him. And well, that's obviously- needless to say, he was gone by the end of the week. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, so <laughs> my point to that is some stores have some really awful practices and sometimes it's as simple as just going back to the basics and focusing on a sales process i mean really sometimes that's all it takes but go ahead well let's go back real quick i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of start the conversation over real fast and we'll kind of do a rapid fire with uh with jeff taylor then we'll go to michael and then back to jeff baker but uh jeff you know what's uh, you know what's maybe one thing that you would say um, that um, you think is just is done in the car business. Maybe maybe it's a lead source. Maybe it's a, a practice. Maybe uh, you know. Maybe you'd say, "Hey, uh, I think I think we're past this." Go ahead. Um, you know, I mean, I I was getting to a point where I was starting to think that walk-in traffic was getting that way for a short period there. But you know, um, as far as it. I, you know, I really can't say for sure on that one um, what's really gone away that's not really good anymore. You know, I mean, uh, I think that there's so many good practices that, again, that if you just adapt certain things into a new way, um, that you can change everything with that. Again, like as far as even with the with the uh, holding on growth, starting on thicker uh, program, you know, I, I actually am a firm believer in that. Um, I think that depending on the car and the amount of markup that you actually have in these things certain these days that you have to even try to do that. Otherwise, you have to depend on the finance department in order to pick up the pieces in there. So um, I, I think it's all great, great ways to, uh, to do it just by, again, always asking for the business, always asking um, for the money up front. But you know, getting away from just some of these shady tactics in certain cases uh, would be my best solution to that. You know, just lying to customers, not telling them what they need to know. I mean, it's always best to set the expectations, you know, uh, under promise and over deliver. Okay. You know, real quick on that, Jeff, it kind of made me think of something. What about, um, and, you know, I, I don't, I want to keep everyone in, in good, uh, in good standings with their, with their stores. Um, but also, what do you think about uh, pricing? Do, do you guys, do you guys willingly um, serve up pricing through the internet, over the phone, things like that? Or do you really uh, strive more toward, hey, trying to get someone in the store before uh, that goes out? It really all depends on where the customer is coming from. If I've got somebody, you know, I'm in St. Louis, and if I get somebody calling me from California, which, believe it or not, happens more often than you would think, um, you know, I'm obviously just going to try to work work it and get the, give it the best price up front and just try to make the deal happen if I have to uh, on, on certain cases like that. But, you know, you get a lot of people that, that again – 
more more often than not, somebody will call up and try to get the best price for a vehicle. In a lot of cases, it's usually the wrong vehicle. Um, <laughs> by the time that you actually break down, ask this question, ask that question, it turns out it doesn't have a certain option on it that they were originally wanting. And it's important to uh, identify those things and kind of get the customer in the door before you really start getting down into pricing. You know, obviously, these days, everybody can shop online. You know, so when people come up and they say, what's your best price? It's like, well, you know, we advertise our best price online, you know. But if you really want to, you know, work this rest of the deal out, it's going to need to be important that you come on in, you know, um, so we can actually find the right car for you. You know, and like I said, a lot of times, People don't usually know the exact car that they're going to get until they come on into the store, test drive it, see what it has, doesn't have. You know, a lot of times it is. It's missing a certain option, and you're saying you're weighing, uh, you know, trying to compare uh, apples to oranges when it comes to pricing, and you might lose a deal by not asking the right questions and just going straight to the price. You know, you bring up a really good point, and it's something I was I was talking with a, a dealer uh, earlier this week about was, you know, one of the things that we we get so facts we we just get so focused laser focused on price and sometimes that's not even the main issue and we were talking about in his particular store he was going through some chat comments with his sales staff and with customers the number one thing we sat there and counted out of like 20 chats was how long is the process going to take so being a speedient i think is sometimes actually more important than price Yeah, were you directing that at? Uh, well, I, I was I was going actually with Jeff with that, but uh, <laughs> okay. Well, let's go let's go let's go sorry. back. Let, that's all right. Let's go back. I the got out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no no worries. I want to I want to take that back uh, to Michael and you know Jeff brought up uh, several points. So to Chris and uh, maybe weigh in on that. Um, d d and and I guess uh, you guys are at the same store, so I won't ask that that earlier question. But uh, <laughs> but you know let's let's talk to let's just talk for a moment because i think everyone in the auto business can use this maybe this is a great moment uh to kind of dig into this because uh we all struggle uh you know we do the best we can with scripts training and we try to handicap that situation but let's face it and let's all be honest the toughest thing is dealing with that customer that is calling you that maybe wants the best price that doesn't want to come in or doesn't understand why we can't you know tell them if they're going to get better we tell them hey come in your presence is your leverage those kind of things will get you a better deal and on the other end they're thinking well just tell me what it is right <laughs> so we struggle there with that we do the best we can but let's go to uh bdc director someone who's you know on the phones all day and we'll put you on the spot a little bit michael but maybe just elaborate on maybe some best practices when we have those clients calling in yeah, so again, I, I think it all comes down to, to how it's handled. And I'm, I'm very fortunate with, with the BBC that I had here at this store. They're, they're very well-versed. They're very well-spoken. We have a, a rather solid process in place for how we handle you know, every type of customer. And I think being able to adapt to those type of customers is the right way to do it. And, you know, I mean, it comes down to just like what Jeff was saying, the wrong vehicle at the right price is still the wrong vehicle. And until you're in the store and you really get to see that car in person, it, it doesn't really matter. And it's all about how you handle that. And I think that there are ways to put that to people to where you don't sound rude or like you just don't want to answer their question or you're, you're beating around the bush kind of thing. It, it's really making sure they know that you want to take care of them. You don't want them to feel like their time is wasted. And by coming into the store, you actually save them time in the long run. You know, a, a customer otherwise will want to email you or text you or, you know, let's exchange 30 phone calls before coming into the store. And if you project it right and you set the expectation, and I'm going to go back to that, if you set the expectation for what's going to happen once that customer is in the store, I think you can make it a lot easier on yourself. You know, under break it down to them what the process is going to be. Let them understand that th these are the steps we're going to take to make the most of your time. And that's how we're going to make this process real easy for you. And, and I think that that gets lost a little bit sometimes. Um, and you do, again, being able to adapt. You get those customers where I don't know that it really matters who you are or what you say. They're going to hold to their gun tried and true because that's how they've always done it. And they feel like they win that way. And you just you got to make it work. And we will do pricing over the phone, via email, if need be. 
we're in, a, in an extremely competitive market. I mean, there are a lot of Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram dealers. You know, we're, we're all in each other's backyards here. So it's very competitive, and sometimes you just you kind of have to go that route. So, uh, again, whether it's BDC, whether it's sales, uh, just set your expectations. Let your customer know that sometimes coming in is going to be a better benefit and a better value for their time. And we all know time is everything. So true. Yeah, yeah, great points. And let's let's go to uh, Jeff Baker and maybe close us out on on that. Um, you know, you've 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 heard uh, both uh, Jeff Taylor and Michael uh, weigh in, and now's an opportunity, Jeff. Why don't you take take the take the wheel? Jeff Baker, are you with us? All right, like I said, it's time to go yeah, away. Sorry, so, I'll oh, <laughs> okay. No worries. Go ahead, Jeff. You have an opportunity to close this out. Go ahead. I was racing a car. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, with the advent of what, where we're going and who our competitors are going to be in the future, you know, again, the elephant in the room now, Carvana, Amazon, if they jump into this with Bezos, whatever, um, we need to become – make it easier we need to kind of lose what we used to do adapt learn new techniques um yeah we want them to come into the house we want them to be here we have more power when they're here that's ultimately that's what we want uh we want our finance guy to capture all the protection he can that's what we want but at the end of the day we want to make it very simple for the customer if you want a price on the car here's the price on the car if you want a payment here's the payment if you want your trade here's your trade there's plenty of trade tools i'll you know i'll share kbb with them um and make it as easy as possible and I think the guys that don't do that, you know, that, that stick rigid to their, nope, you got to come in the store, you know, your leverage is here, blah, blah, blah. I think you can play that to a certain extent, like one other gentleman said, you just, you, you play to what you, what you feel on the phone, that, that customer's demeanor. But really, at the end of the day, we need to, we need to sell cars. That's, we don't sell cars, we don't make any money, we don't get the stores open. So we just move as many as we can. And uh, if you take a skinny deal to do that, you take a skinny deal, work off the referrals, and, uh, and everything else. But uh, I think moving forward, uh, I've been doing a lot of research and studying on that, and that's where I want to take my score. So um, that's where we're heading. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I think there's, there could be a whole show wrapped around that, that particular topic because I think we are moving more and more towards more dealers, uh, uh, Jeff Baker, that are, that are looking at it that way. And then I think eventually – uh, the minority will be those who are a little bit more rigid and, and maybe apprehensive about um, uh, sending out that information unguarded, if you will. And uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how that evolves here uh, as we as we keep moving forward. But, hey, it's been a great show, and I want to thank our guests, Michael Chorba, Jeff Taylor, and Jeff Baker. Thanks so much for being on the show. We're going we're gonna to turn it to giving some things away, so if you guys want to stay on, that's fine. But uh, but just want to say thank you guys for being on. Thank you. It was a pleasure, and uh, it's always fun to be on the show. You guys have a great show. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you so yeah. much. Thanks for having us, guys. We uh, we really appreciate it. We had a blast. All right. Thank you for coming on. Thanks, Jeff and Michael. Wish you the best, and get out there and sell some more. So uh, so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna give some stuff away, man. You well, ready? You know, before we do that, because we still have uh, uh, you know a few minutes. We have a couple minutes. We have a couple minutes. I apparently have a, a appointment at four thirty. Oh, I got I got slid in a note. Awesome. Uh, someone waiting, which is good news. Well, I just want to talk about this Amazon and 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 Carvana and and you know Jeff Bezos going to jump into the arena. Right. Mm -hmm. I think the problem with that is, I mean, the, these guys have a lot of money, obviously, to spend, but I still go back to what I've said a couple of weeks ago about this very topic. Mm -hmm. It is extremely hard to jump in the market at the at the the pure. Uh, volume that they're trying to jump into in just used cars. It is, I'm, I'm just telling you, from being from a company that did it, tried it, and then realized quickly, you know what, we need to start buying new car franchises because this, we're going to lose our butt. It dep all depends on how the market's going, how used cars are going. I'm just telling you, I don't, I, I, if they continue to go down that road, it is going to be a big bloodbath of loss of revenue. Other than that, you're okay with it. I, I mean, they can do whatever they want. I mean, I'm not against it. I think, I think car, new business. car franchises look, look, look. have the advantage over them. I wouldn't be scared. 
I mean, let them let them jump in. It's it's risky business, but you know the business model out there, as we talked about, is evolving so quickly, and we're going to see a lot of changes in the auto business uh, more and more rapidly each day. Uh, I think, and you know those gonna, those who recognize the opportunities and take advantage of it, I think, are going to be the winners, and those who are stuck in the way that they've been doing things because it was successful. That's the tricky bag, by the way. That's the trick bag. Is people are people stay with what they know worked well for them but maybe hang in there too long because of, you know, how fast this, this business is moving. So anyway, let's give away some stuff. Let's do it. That was my drum roll. Sorry. And I'm not going to throw it over to you, Chris, like we usually do because you're sitting on the other side of the room. Just, just read the winner. Let's do it. Julian. We got it. Wait, wait. Oh, what are we giving away? Let's say what we're going to give away. Otherwise, sorry, you lost. We'll get in trouble. We have to put your name back. I'm just kidding. Okay. Let's give away the auto dealer live long sleeve t-shirt. All right, so I believe this is Julian Chapa. Julian Chapa, you're the winner. Woohoo! Winner chicken dinner. All right, let's give away the hoodie. The hoodie. I love this hoodie, man. It's so it's lightweight. It's Florida hoodie, as we've mentioned many times. But uh, yeah. What do we got here? Hold on. You can do whatever you want in this hoodie. You can rob a store. <laughs> <laughs> Jet Taylor. You. Jet Taylor. Oh, I bet that's Jeff. Jeff, it's Jeff Taylor. Jeff, Jeff Taylor, Taylor is just on duh. the show. Hey, you got a hoodie coming. It Jeff. looked like Jet. Does that have all your two T's? It, it does. That's why it I was like, like uh, yeah. and then I was. So like, Jeff just got paid to be on the show. Look at today. it. It looks like two T's. Don't look at me like that. And 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 really, here really is the grand prize. This is Leader Be Lunch, the power of earning influence by David Villa, not only the host and owner of Auto Dealer Live, but also uh, Forbes contributor, best-selling author, uh, entrepreneur, you name it. Uh, it's going to be signed. It's green, too. I love the color. Sign, green. It's going to be signed, sealed, signed, delivered. delivered. All the right, book is yours. Uh, Justin T. Rook. Justin Rook, you are the winner, the grand prize winner, Leader Be Lunch. All right. Hey, we had a great show. Lou, you got anything to say as we close out? Good. All right, you're good. Thank you so much for your help today, sir. And we'll see all of you next week, dealers around the country. Be tuning in next week. We have a special show next Thursday. You are not going to want to miss that one. David Villa will be back, and we have some guests and some special plans special. that are off special. the chain next week. Special. We'll see you on Auto Dealer Live. See you.